More like a hippopotamus. <laughs> so just just to let everybody know, current weather activity, we are under a tornado watch until 7 o'clock tonight. The only tornado activity that I have seen across the board as of yet is up around Florence, and that ended about 3.30 or about 30 minutes ago. We will keep an eye on it for you throughout the rest of the afternoon. Uh, we'll give you pretty regular updates as to uh, what's happening where, especially as we come to and from commercial breaks. Because uh, we like commercial breaks here, it pays the bills. They're they're really good things. I know y'all don't like them, but we like them. So we don't, we don't like them. We yeah, don't like bills. <laughs> it gives y'all a chance to to like to take a moment to discuss what you're going to talk about in the next segment, right? So. Oh, yeah, okay, is that yeah, what that's that, for? That's good. I often wondered when we were supposed to decide on that. You think that'll help the show? Uh, no. I honestly thought that's what you talked about at lunch, but I wouldn't know because yeah. they haven't made one yet. So oh, No, it's oh, 11.30 on Thursday <laughs> down at that place. Okay, yeah. yeah. They want to start giving us lunches. We might mention the name of that place. <laughs> that's right. That sounds like, oh, what's that comedian's name that was talking about if the company would that he puts in the scotch he puts in the bottle yeah. is not the scotch that's on the label. <laughs> if they ever started paying him what it cost him to buy it, yeah. he, he, would, he, would, <laughs> he would put it in their bottle. <laughs> uh, I think I really oh, have buttermilk and scotch. Good afternoon. I'm Howard Rogers. And I'm Richard Morris. And we are the elephants. In the room. You reckon we ought to explain what the elephant is? You know, that's well, the elephant in the room. Okay, yeah. it's the thing that everybody knows is there, but nobody wants really to talk about it. So it's as plain as the nose on your face. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants to talk about that either. <laughs> uh, uh, sometimes the elephant can be balloons, too. Well... <laughs> They don't work to pick it up, is all I can say. But, yeah, we, we started talking about that last week, and there's been a, a lot of stuff coming up about yeah. that. Yeah. And, in fact, I, I looked at some of the stuff on my phone. You know, that's always the best place for your news. Is there any place else? Uh, computer. Yeah, computer. <laughs> or you might dial in 95.5. You know, that's a good idea. But, um, no, President Biden said on uh, the Chinese surveillance balloon, uh-huh. he said, I make no apology for taking down that balloon. Well, it might be bigger, isn't it? I mean, protecting uh, well, it, the people. It sounds like that's what he was trying. He was, you know, standing up for the American people. But that was a week after it was spotted. <laughs> you know, he... <laughs> Yeah, he does if a it was job gonna, of standing up. If it was going to do anything, it's already done it. That's it. Oh, and and uh, the White House spokesman John Kirby, yeah, earlier this week said a leading explanation within the intelligence committee community is that the objects that were shot down may have been for commercial or benign use. Benign, is that what you are after you're eight? Yep, you benign. Now, now, now run that by me, it may have been <laughs> used. Well, here's, yeah, I, I put parenthesis around it. 
A leading explanation within the intelligence community is that the objects may have been for commercial or benign use. So it's nothing to worry about. And apparently, I I didn't get to see uh, President Biden's uh, address this afternoon, but apparently he basically... we got up and walked out before he started. He basically said the same thing, as I understand it. But... What I want to know is, after even two or three days, they don't know whether a university or college or a business put up a balloon, let alone three of them. Yeah, at least. And I, and then the the major one that you know we've said was was Chinese. Um, I've heard people say that they followed that from the time it came up off the ground or out of a boat, wherever it was, from the time it was launched. Yeah. And that, now this is the one that got me, and I didn't write it down because I was looking at it right before we started. Yeah, yeah. They were saying that, um, oh, geez, now I've forgotten what I was going to say. Well, anyway, it was that the... Um, balloon was probably blown off course that's it and that um, it was probably just a benign mistake that it just happened to float over Montana and our major military installations out in the west so someone out there turned loose a balloon that big into the air without any way to control it. It just went where it wanted to. And it apparently got blown off course. You know how that happens with those hot air balloons yeah. or, or helium, whatever they used. Now, that's from one of our <laughs> intelligence. We need a different intelligence group. We need to get Barney Fife in there, I think. Yeah, He's a lot better, smarter than those guys. But uh, they have been... I guess obviously silent about what they brought out of the water other and, than the platform was a pretty good sized platform right and the, the other three uh, the president was reassuring to all of us that they were benign there was not a problem with them and yet they haven't gotten any of the debris from them yet so how in the yeah. how does they know how would he know that Unless he's just, you know, blowing smoke. No. I know our president never does that. No. I've never heard any president from any party ever do that. <laughs> but if, if it's benign, why not tell us what it was? And why not admit that that's what it was? Yeah. Of course, that's also probably, well... The answer to that may be the same as why the, the Chinese have not made any real statement about where the virus came from mm-hmm. or their uh, lab's uh, right. role in that being released. You know, you mentioned an interesting thing at lunch, that China is, is stepping up to be our probably our worst enemy at this point in time well they intend to get what they want yeah regardless and you know they 
Okay. A lot of the um, – they put pressure on almost everything. They, they have a, a industrial espionage. They um, send weather balloons over other countries. They have the – what's it called? Is it the Silk Road? No, that's a different one. Uh, where they are, are investing in and helping uh, underdeveloped countries uh, develop their mineral mm-hmm. supplies – and which just happen to 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 be the ones that are going to be the most valuable in the next years. So our number one adversary is pretty much also our number one trading partner. Did you know? I read that this morning that the our uh, imports from China have gone up five percent since last year. Mm-hmm. Now, and that's after. We knew, you know, or have been having difficulties right. over the last what four years or four, more? Five, somewhere around that. Maybe back to World War Two. Who knows? And because they don't tell you anything, and our intelligence set may be benign. <laughs> oh, it probably is, you know. But the, if, if India and China ever get together and decide they don't want to make any more medicine, we're going to die. Yeah. Because we do not have the infrastructure now to to do that ourselves. Nope. nope. And, and and don't tell me that those are minimum wage jobs. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, not I buying just, that. I don't buy that one either. Because you need chemists, you need biologists, right. you, you need people that have to go to school more than kindergarten. Absolutely. But, but nobody not, seems to see it. Well, and I'm not sure our education system is adequate to turn out those uh, talented individuals. A physician, you and I both know, we're not going to float his name out there, but told me 10 or 12 years ago that we were going to have a physician shortage in the United States. And he said the problem people don't understand is that you can't make a physician in two years at a junior college. Nothing bad about junior colleges, but you can't do it in two years. And we are so short-sighted in that and everything else that we're going to end up being on the backside of nowhere. I believe that. And, you know, that's also one of the problems with our educational system is that that we have decided that it's, you know, social well-being is more important than learning. Oh, absolutely. Don't hurt Junior's feelings. Right, and make sure everybody gets a a trophy for being there. Mm -hmm. And don't don't point out one's better than another at something because those those will make people feel inferior. I'm I'm probably going to be up Creek, send a... Send a folder over with me and said, okay, Dr. Rogers, what do you think of this? <laughs> and I said, you're going about it backwards. They think he may have autism spectrum disorder. I'm pretty sure he's got attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And every time he doesn't want to do something, they try to change it where he doesn't have to do it. And I said, <laughs> yeah. I, I said here now, order is the number one thing in both of those diagnoses. So I think you're doing it backwards instead of 
letting him figure out a way not to do it. You need to work with him in figuring out a way where he can, he can do, it. do it. And that's that is just the tip of the iceberg on our education system. And yeah, you you listen to different people, and they'll all have different answers to yeah. what's wrong. But, that, but that's maybe that's another show. <laughs> several. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but but back to China and the United States adversary, business partner, and you know, at one time I really enjoyed WWE, and I still do every now and then because you know it's a really good comedy show, and and it's it's world <laughs> it's wrestling entertainment, right? Okay, it so is. it. it mm, and you know, and at one time I was somewhat associated with part of it uh, around Birmingham, and the people that were beating the living daylights out of each other in the ring ring were down at Grandma's barbecue after it was over having barbecue and beer. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it, it and it is. Yeah, it is a, now. Is China the good guy this week, and uh, the United States the fall guy? And is China the fall guy next week? The United States the good guy? Are they playing out in public, but playing together when they're not in public? That's scary. Now you're you're starting to get off in the wingnut territory again. Yeah. Are they in collusion? Is really kind of what you're hinting at with that. Oh, that wasn't no hint. <laughs> you just didn't use that big word, did you? <laughs> no, no I, I don't do over three syllables very well. Hmm. Okay. And I try not to. <laughs> I have. I stumble over the second and third one a lot of times. But <clears throat> call me paranoid if you want to. Well, we're getting there. Last week, it was me that was getting out there about the balloons and poison. And but I don't, I don't trust China. But I'm gonna give you another thing here. I don't trust the United States government either. Well, just, just to add, uh, Richard and Howard, y'all aren't the only ones that were paranoid about those balloons. So, oh really? Well, yeah. I, I wonder why. <laughs> Is it paranoia if it's true? <laughs> well, a, a well it, it certainly got your mind and attention off of anything else that might have been going on. Absolutely. You got got us over the epidemic, didn't it? Well, got got us over the so classified many. documents that were happening. Oh. But, I mean, if that was the what is, yeah, if that, that was the hottest thing on everyone's minds, I mean, that wasn't yeah, that hard to get some, over. Somebody in the Senate or somewhere called China and said, hey, float a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> Got one of them there balloons to spare? Yeah. Uh, We're going to shoot it down, so don't use a good one. <laughs> well, but we'll wait. They, they didn't know that for a week, open. Howard. Come on. Oh, yeah, they didn't know that for a week. <laughs> <laughs> they were still hoping they'd get it back, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. they just going to leave it alone. It'll float right back on the <laughs> over side of here. But the, the problem is we don't know. Well, and... and Jay, one of your points, or a related point, is that with the uh, document leaks, nobody has ever told the American people what was on the documents. Now, we don't need to know the classified part. Was it about Russia? Was it about China? You know, that's what we need to know. Or were they Somebody even speculated that it was something as simple as like Mike Pence's classified schedule. 
Well, like, that's yeah, where, that, that, where that he would, was going to be when. That would be B9. You know, but, I've got a, a which question. Which after that, I mean, wouldn't even be like anything classified. No, who cares? So. You know, we have a huge government, probably per capita the biggest in the world. Yeah. According Why to is it? It's too big. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> Why is it that the um, secret documents that are so top secret, eyes only kind of thing, end up where almost... Anybody who knows the, those individuals could have seen them. Mm-hmm. You know, when I worked with the mental health center and when I've worked in hospitals, the charts and the medical histories, you had to sign them out from, you know, that way. Therapists go by, sign out his charts. That way they know who's got this deathly important information yeah is it really not that important and if it wasn't what's the big deal that's that's my thinking too what's the big deal but it got us what what was going on then that that could get us over (laughs) i mean there had to be a purpose for it hmm well, and, maybe somebody at home can remind us because my memory's not that good. And, <laughs> and you needed the FBI and the Department of Justice and everybody to search Trump's place, but uh, Biden's lawyer and an FBI agent could search his. Well, that comes back to uh, when the Hillary Clinton's uh, server, email server. The one she washed with the wash. Uh, right. The one that, you know. She insisted, and the FBI and Justice Department, everyone associated, agreed that her word was good enough about what was on those emails. Yep. Well, elephants, we probably need to take a break real quick. Um, I can tell you, looking around at uh, the weather and what's happening, there has been a definite hit uh, of a tornado over in Smithfield, Mississippi. Um, also, tornado damage in Ripley, Mississippi. So there is stuff happening back off to our west. Uh, within about 30 minutes or so ago, uh, some of the storms moved into the northwest corner of Alabama. I know there was a tornado warning for the Florence area. Uh, I'm not aware of any damage that happened there, and that storm has now weakened, so there's, it's no longer warned at the moment. Uh, now they're saying, like, between, I don't know, I want to say 8 and 10, but that seems too too long. Tornado warning until 7, so that would tell me the National Weather Service thinks it's going to be out of here by 7. Uh, there's not a lot of time between 4.30 and 7, gentlemen, so it's going to happen in the next couple hours. Yeah, it is. If it happens. We hope it doesn't, but we're going to stand by and keep an eye on things just in case. Now, there has been a lot of hype around uh, this event today. So. Well, I, I looked at the Weather Channel early this morning, and they were saying that the Torcon... Oh, Lord. Yeah, is five for most of Alabama. And I had to look that up to see just what that means. That's their term, yeah. Right. Now, you you had given a pretty good stat earlier that I totally forgot the exact stat, but you and I were, were hearing the same thing. There's a certain percentage of, of a tornado within 25 miles of a given point. Well, okay. If you take the Torcon value, which is anywhere from one to ten, there is a uh, percentage associated with that that a tornado will be occur within 50 miles of that spot. 
Well, let me teach everybody something. Hopefully some of y'all are out there at the red light and not doing this on the road. But if you Google NOAA, which is National Oceanic or whatever, NOAA, which <laughs> is the weather people. Yeah, the weather people. And SPC, which is Storm Prediction Center, that comes up with convective outlooks. And there is a day one convective outlook. And if you scroll down into that, it does actually say something. I'm not going to waste time on the radio trying to interpret it, but it does say within a a certain percentage within certain miles. I'll read this during the commercial break, and maybe we'll have an answer when we come back. Okay, well, let me finish. We have a Torcon value of 5 for most of Alabama, which translates into supposedly a 50% chance of a tornado within 50 miles of your spot. That's a pretty pretty high percentage there. Well, yeah, yeah, that's their guesstimate. I'm guessing, too, that that may not be accurate. But that's okay. It's meant as a warning tool, not as a scientific instrument. There we go. Okay, hatched area. This is on the Storm Prediction Center NOAA website. A 10% or greater possibility of an EF2 to EF5 within 25 miles of a point. So, Wow. That's only 10%. That's not anywhere near 50, which is what the Weather Channel's apparently saying now. Right. Somebody educated some of them, and some of them may not be educated. I'm just going to say that. I agree. Although I went to college with some people who got meteorology degrees and went to work for the Weather Channel, so I might be wrong, but they... They have come up with some of their own stuff, and I'm not sure I'm a fan. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> By the way, the Weather Channel does not give us any money for programming or advertising. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder why that that statement was necessary. <laughs> yeah, okay. Be back in a minute, y'all. Okay. Live 95 is brought to you in part by Merchants Bank of Alabama, a division of South Point. Now with several locations across the state, but still located in the heart of Coleman County. They are a proud sponsor of Coleman Community Radio on Live 95. Merchants Bank of Alabama, a division of South Point Bank, member FDIC. This is Big D, the new voice of Live 95.5 from the popular Facebook page, What's Happening in Coleman, bringing you Carlton's Italian Restaurant. Coleman's elite Italian restaurant on 3rd Avenue Southeast. From our classic appetizer garden salads to begin your meal to our Carlton's signature entrees of chicken parmesan, lasagna, spaghetti, pasta ravioli, Cajun pasta, sandwiches, and Carlton's original thin, crisp pizzas and mouth-watering desserts. You can dine in our beautifully decorated restaurant with outside patio area. Or work with Lucy to utilize our catering service for your wedding or event. Carlton's Italian Restaurant, your Coleman connection for the best in Italian cuisine. Okay, back now with the elephant in the room. Well, we are back, aren't we? We are back, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, the the thing that that really I I ponder over is does anyone have a contingency plan if China and India decides they're not going to make our antibiotics anymore, or or any of our drugs, no. or not just yeah. our antibiotics? Mm-hmm. I'm only on nine different drugs. Well, I I haven't counted mine recently. I'm not sure I can count them without my taking a shoe off. <laughs> we're uh, we're getting older. Yeah, 
I mean, there's only so much that Eli Lilly can do. There's only so much Pfizer can do. Maybe they could retool some of their machines that they were making the COVID drugs with into making something else. I, that's possible. Uh, it, You know, it's amazing about, well, when Donald Trump was the president, there was an announcement made that Kodak would uh, was going, because they have a, a big chemical mm-hmm. operation in the past, uh, that they were going to try to um, start manufacturing the, what do they call it, the feedstocks or the basic materials yeah. for medications mm-hmm. that we get from China and India. You know, I haven't heard another word about it. No, and, and that's what I'm getting at. Do we have a plan? Are we aware of what can be done? Has anyone reached out to Kodak or anyone else and say, you know, hey, China and India are sitting over there, and they, neither one of them like us very much? Well, the question, yeah, and, and that brings up some other questions. Is our intelligence community really that dense? Yeah. I mean, just think about it. It's... Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And and to get a job in the intelligence community, I think you have to have at least a bachelor's degree. They <laughs> that have, doesn't mean much anymore. <laughs> this is true, too. <laughs> but they have attorneys working there. They have, uh, uh, I think, uh, biologists. They have any manner of, of what you would call learned professionals. And that's best, part of the problem. Yeah, that's part of the problem. And the They're best, bureaucrats rather than, yeah. you know, rather than, and, yeah. And the best they can come up with is we think this may be benign. It may be. Yeah, it may be. And you'll believe it because we'll tell it to you that way so long that you won't so hear anything else. So long. Oh, that's How benign. often do you hear that? I mean, how often is that what's being used on the American people? Well, that's is that would that be governmental gaslighting? Uh, probably pretty close. Yeah, I'm sure they have would obfuscate that with any description they have. Just like the the press secretary is, she is such a, a excellent person at what is it? Uh, obfuscation and also uh-huh. kind of misleading and uh-huh. you know uh-huh. all of those things. Absolutely. We're, we're going to keep uh, keep flying this balloon until y'all decide you want us to talk about something else. Two five six seven three seven nine five zero five. Got a comment? Got a question? Or just want to talk? But if you do want to talk, please turn whatever you're listening to us on down. Down. On. No Chinese balloons have been harmed in the recording of this particular radio program. <laughs> right. No Chinese as, balloons. As of yet. <laughs> yeah. Don't float it over this station. And it's also a fat-free program, too. So yes, it is. keep that in mind. And we, we don't use charred flesh here, either. <laughs> so if you're a vegan, that's fine. Uh, I'm I'm a Piscatarian. I love my fish. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like it all. <laughs> if it doesn't eat me first, I'm I'm fine with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with that. But we we seemingly have got a government that does not value our opinion. 
Oh, no, no. They value our opinion, but they're going to tell us what, what it, it is. is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and they're going to tell, tell us that over and over and over until we just finally say, you know, that's probably the truth. Yeah, but when in the world of little green apples are we going to find someone with enough intestinal fortitude to stand up and say, I don't believe that. Well, there's a fair number of people that say that, but they're not really listened to. And I'll tell you one reason. Because the powers that be make it out that they're all wing nuts. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that's a crazy approach to it. Oh, no, no. That's, that's on the extreme. And it goes back to our contention from day one. Which is? We ain't smart enough to see what they're doing. Well, or at least if we are, we, we ain't don't, doing it. We, enough people with enough power to oppose mm-hmm. it don't mm-hmm. see what's happening. And, I, you know, if we'd be like bees, you know, if you make one one bee in that hive mad, every one of them come out of that hive and be on you. Yeah, well, our, our society doesn't quite work that way. No. Because there's that one bee that tries to get everybody stirred up and there's another bee in there saying it was his fault <laughs> well gentlemen yeah. uh, y'all y'all did make a threat in previous weeks that if nobody called us at 256-737-9505 we won't call somebody yeah okay you want to you I've, got a good number i think it's time let's let's see here uh let me you take take that off so you don't actually hear who i'm calling let's see what happens you you are invited to be on the radio and to be the subject of our afternoon conversation how are you today sir I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, our show hosts have some questions that they like to pose to you. How this works is if nobody calls the radio station, we have to call somebody randomly. So, y'all go ahead. Uh, would you give us your first name, sir? My first name is Chris. Hey, Chris. I'm Howard Rogers. And I'm Richard Morris. Have you ever heard our show? I have not. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, my. You live in Coleman? Uh, I actually live in Arab. Hey, that's close enough. I love Arab. <laughs> Y'all have the best park there in the whole state. Love that park. Uh, we're today trying to figure out the people's thoughts on the balloons that China is floating through the air over our country. Do you have an opinion about that? I do. I think that was a test. I Ah, think it was a test to see how far they could get before we actually stood up and stopped it, which was basically a test to see if President Mush had 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 the resolve (laughs) to stand up and protect our territory and its integrity. Yeah. Well, he did. It was a test to see if, if possibly maybe they could float something else. I mean, think about an EMP device. Yeah, oh my! That they could just 
flowed across the country over Washington and been detonated. Mm-hmm. Well, now, if it was over if Washington, I, it'd probably help. <laughs> true. I mean, we, we'd lose five or six good people. Yeah. Uh, so. Somewhere around that, yeah. Right. Yeah, but if I were Taiwan right now, I would be really, really worried. Yes. Yes. Because if we won't defend our own country, what yeah. makes you think we're going to defend yours? It's not going to happen. Well, and and you're not the only one that that feels that way. In fact, uh, the Oracle of Omaha has has sold his his stake in Taiwan Semiconductor over the oh, week really? over last weekend or before the weekend. Yeah, and that was a pretty. He just bought that. Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just bought it back in the third quarter of last year. So it, he doesn't do that. He buys it and holds it until, right. Right. So that, you're, you, you've you uh, got your thinking in line with probably the richest man in the United States. So One of them anyway. Yeah, one of them anyway. Uh, any other thoughts on, on the balloon that you'd like to share with us? Well, I'm kind of curious to see about the one that was shot down over the Great Lakes. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't a balloon. Because that was a UFO. Come on, get your facts straight. <laughs> right, right. I mean, there's no telling what it is at this point. But I'm curious to see more information coming out on that. Uh, I'm curious. Another thing to me that jumped out about this whole issue was, you know, our president wanted it shot down on Monday, and his handler said, "No, no, we're going to wait." So yeah. I hope he or Hunter, or somebody in his family got a nice big con- you know, campaign contribution from some Chinese company for allowing that to happen. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Well, that's that's a possibility. Yeah. And what gets me is the, the big balloon, they couldn't shoot down because it might fall in a populated area. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but from the Canadian border to, what, St. Louis, mm-hmm. there's probably not more than 50,000 people that live in that, <laughs> in that area. In that area. <laughs> so right. that doesn't make any sense whatsoever to me. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some language my grandmother would use because we're country people. Yeah. He would say, son, that sounds like something that fell out the back end of a horse. <laughs> okay. Well, it thank does, you for using that. They could have brought, brought down this balloon, whatever. First off, you've got something in your airspace that you don't know what it is. Yeah. You don't know if it's dropping spores to small, you know, smallpox. That's you don't it. know if it's got a key device or if it's just a spy balloon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who, you know what? It, it might fall and it might land on somebody's house. When was the last time you heard of a house being knocked down because a balloon landed on it? <laughs> That's true. And yet these other three <clears throat> three UFOs that were shot down were shot down in a, a you know in a similar area to where they could have shot that one down. Right. Right. So right. I don't, that does not make any sense no. whatsoever. And no. yet what we're hearing over and over and over is it's a benign thing. Yeah. You know, it was uh, probably uh, <clears throat> some business or university, you know, weather mm-hmm. weather stuff for those mm-hmm. other three. But you know, how 
President Biden, I heard, said that today in, in when he was talking about those balloons. Well, Chris, we greatly appreciate your uh, opinion. We think you'd make a great show host. Uh, so if you would like to be a show host, maybe we'll see you next hour. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. Good talking <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks, uh, Chris. If anybody else would like to chime in and offer your opinion on the balloon or on the weather or the balloon causing the weather, which is probably not happening. uh, No, the Russians do that. 256-737-9505. Guys, I think we're just going to go on through to the end of the show, and we'll take a break at the end of the show. Sounded like a winner, and uh, that was too simple and you don't want to be on the show and call us uh, you may not want to answer your phone we might just randomly call you yeah <laughs> the next one might not be a radio station employee <laughs> oh no I, I suspected that that was not random since you didn't want <laughs> no, us he to didn't know. say it was random he just he just said we're going to call somebody. Yeah. So that's that's reasonable. And okay, just next I, time I, I can certainly randomly <laughs> dial a number. <laughs> well, next, next time I'll think I'll, I'll come up with uh, well two five six, and Richard can give you the next three, and you can pick the last four, and you know we'll just seven three seven. Yeah. Hmm. Two five six seven three seven nine five zero five, and you can see you still have time to call today if you would like. And help us solve the mystery of the floating balloons. And and the other misdirections we are, are receiving on a daily basis. Is that like lies? Well, I've, I would never call our president and our government liars. I would. Well, I might believe they are, <laughs> but I certainly wouldn't call them that. What was it Chris said? What his grandmother said? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> he was spot on too, wasn't he? Yeah, yes, he, he was. was. It's almost like he knew what we were going to talk about. He was better prepared to discuss what we were discussing than we were. Doggone, that's rough. Yeah, well, hey, he he keeps up with things. Now, <laughs> here's you want to hear what the vice president said about that? Yeah, said, I bet that's interesting. I don't think Chinese the the Chinese spy balloons should hurt U.S. Chinese ties. So, you know, it's one of those uh, hang a sign on your back saying, kick me. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but she's she's just about as good as that. That is naive and benign. (laughs) Benighted. (laughs) That's closer. (laughs) You don't think, I mean, well, do you think China would take a fence to it if we floated a balloon over their country? Oh, they, they I would, bet it wouldn't go for four days in the air. I bet it wouldn't get across the line. Uh-uh. But wow. we're not China. We're an open system. <clears throat> we buy all. You know what the number one export of the United States is? Yes. Dollars. Dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's because we we are sending roughly a hundred billion dollars a year in in product mm-hmm. to China, and yeah. we're buying close to six hundred billion dollars worth. They're buying us back with our own money, and right, and we pay them interest on that. Mm-hmm. But it, it to them, they don't realize it's a shell game. 
I mean, if we decide, or somebody in Washington decides one day, they're going to devalue the dollar. They're going to be over there holding. Now you understand how we have managed to keep the dollar ascendant in the world. Yeah. It's the oil currency. Why? Because all these countries own all these dollars, and if they go off of them, they're worthless or worth a lot less. <clears throat> yeah. Which yeah. is worthless. And and it's amazing to me that seemingly two or three people in the whole world have studied economics. Well, you know, the vice president may not have, but her father was is a yeah. professor emeritus at uh, where was it? Stanford. Yeah, he's he's a sharp guy. And and he was known <clears throat> and I saw this on uh, what's it called? The Oh, the dictionary online. The uh, Marxist scholar. He is he is not a, a Keynesian. He is post. Uh, what is that? Anyway, he's a a basically a socialist mm-hmm. in his approach. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't surprise me that she is one of our uh, leaning yeah. people to the left. She's listening to him, who is in you know he's swaying way over there. John Maynard is turning over in his grave. Oh, you mean old Spinner? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been around a few times with with all of the people now. I'm still an Adam Smith disciple, always will be. Well, you know, the further we get from a an absolute trade, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, the more likely we are to have shell games played with us. Mm-hmm. You know, a dollar is worth a dollar. And if we inflate it a certain percentage every year, your house is worth more. But if you'll think about it, if you go to buy a loaf of bread, mm-hmm. if you buy, bought one in 1930, thereabouts, well, maybe 1940, it would have cost you roughly 10 cents. Yeah. I may be wrong, but somewhere around somewhere there. Somewhere around there. Okay. Today... It's roughly four dollars. Maybe some of them are a little less and some are a little more. But why is it forty times more expensive to buy now than than then? Because I'm making forty times as much money now as I make. Because Chinese balloons. Yeah, (laughs) Chinese. Because we've had this hood put over our head that says. You're better off. You're better off. And I'm, I'm going to share something with you the banks don't want you to know. If you're putting money in a savings account, you <laughs> ought to be ashamed of yourself because that money not only are not, you're not getting enough interest to make up for the loss in that dollar. Right. You're not. I, no. I would like to know what the banks are doing with all the extra interest money that they're making now they, that the interest rates are so much higher. They're building big, pretty buildings. Well, that too. Well, and and they're not sending it to shareholders. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. But the no. the president and the uh, the officers of the bank are making a killing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, and I, I've also heard that um, some banks, and this makes sense, have have been laying off some loan officers because I mean it's hard to get a house loan right now at what nine percent or ten percent mm-hmm. or I can't imagine why they're not able to do too many loans on that, but. You know, you think that they would be making so much money from these adjustable rate mortgages and other products that use that that they could certainly keep those people afloat. Any, I mean, anybody. all they got to do is sharpen a pencil all day long, right? I mean, that's but something if, to do, right? But if they're not going to be 
providing something of value to the bank, the bank doesn't want them there. If if you are thinking about an adjustable rate mortgage, if you come see me, I'll do all I can to get you committed because you probably should be. There was a time when that was made out to be a much better product, and that was back when rates were were pretty low. Yeah, and and in the uh, 1970s, 70, somewhere around there. I think that's when it was developed. Yeah, but uh, I I had friends that lost farms on that adjustable rate mortgage houses, and I was working in in an industry at the time where when you bought something made out of steel, the price was a price in effect at time of shipment. So I would like to hear from a banker, 256-737-9505. We'll be friendly, I promise to you. It ain't going to happen. Um, but, <laughs> you know, when, when they price people out of being able to pay for those kind of things, I mean, how flexible are they? Do they try to work with them? Do they try to make them a better deal? Wait a minute, Jay, you missed the point. The whole purpose of making it more difficult to get loans is to... Shut low, slow down the economy. Well, that's what the Fed will tell you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it is what they're trying to do because of inflation. Inflation. Yeah. Yeah, we've heard that. We've all got that figured out. You want to know the answer? Call us. We'll tell you. But I mean, inflation. I I hear from people all the time. Not not people themselves, but you know, the mass media will tell you that so many people are living paycheck to paycheck now. And then when that credit card interest gets jacked up or that uh, other, you know, adjustable rate, you know, gets jacked up, are they really yeah. trapped in a corner? I mean, they don't have any other options? Credit you know, cards are a communist conspiracy. Well, here and here is the problem. You heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> and here is the problem with, with that whole logic is as a society, we have decided that you live from paycheck to paycheck. You make payments. Well, that's true. You pay for your car on a monthly basis. You pay your somebody's been listening to Dave Ramsey, basis. and you're probably right. So, well, no, that's just common economics. Don't don't, don't get me started on Dave Ramsey, please. <laughs> <laughs> but the bottom line is, why do you worry about your credit card rate going up if you keep it paid off every month? Yeah, me and American Express, we have this arrangement. But now, American Express even charges you interest from the date you charge it till you pay it at the end of the month. Ooh. Wow. I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready to go on a cash-only basis. Well, I've been on that for quite I, a while. I try to do that. Because Especially because every restaurant wants to charge you their little up. Uh, they want to pass their, their fees on to you. Absolutely. That yep. used to be a cost of doing business. Well, and that's like if you owe if you owe money on your car, you don't just have to have liability insurance. You got to have a collision too. You have to have full coverage, and the bank has to be listed on there as the payee. Mm-hmm. So that you're not getting you you're not insured. The bank is insured. Yep. yep. And how much extra is? Are that? you saying it didn't used to be that way? Well, it's always if been that pay, way. If you pay but, off uh, your vehicle. When yeah. you paid off your vehicle, you know, you could drop it. But you can't pay off a vehicle. Now, when I was financing vehicles years ago, you'd finance one for three years. Now you can get a seven-year right. loan. Yeah, I've heard that. 
absurd. Well, but vehicles didn't cost $100,000 then either. Uh, I, I sold cars in, in the mid-70s, and you could buy <laughs> you could buy a, a LTD Ford for like $2,800. You could get a Pinto for $2,100. Yeah, but I, how much were you making an hour? Yeah, uh, I, I got I got paid then one hundred and fifty dollars a week plus commission. But I, I agree with your point there. Uh, what I make now against what I make then is, you know. Mm. But now Howard. But now Richard. I mean, the new cars they have seat vibrators in them. I mean, they're great. They're massaged. And they're heated. I'm not going to be in it that long. And I, I mean, it, it's a it's a mode of getting from point A to point B, which now is thirteen miles. I know that most of us don't acknowledge this or realize that, but you can buy a automobile relatively inexpensively. Like I'm talking a thousand, thirteen, fifteen hundred. Now it may barely run and may be twenty five years old, well, and might cost you that much to keep it running a month. But you you can buy them that cheap. Yeah, but you're not paying that fourteen percent interest, and, and most likely it will get you that thirteen miles you've got to go, Howard. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, now it might be a really cold thirteen miles if the heater don't work. Uh, the uh, best deal on any car lot at any point in time is the demonstrator. If you go in, you have any demos? That's ones yeah. the salesmen have driven, and you you can get them. Anybody that would buy a new car. In, in my case, it was the salesman's wife. Yeah, yeah, and is only driven on church today's right. <laughs> yeah, they had, it was not on the lot. Although the inventory website said it was, when I got there, they're like, "Oh, yeah, wife driving that one." Yeah, we'll have to get that back for you, and we'll they'll clean it up and do all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the the best buy I ever got on a vehicle was was one I bought in in Birmingham, and I went in and started talking to the guy. I won't go through the whole story. But what it came down to was that vehicle had been on the lot too long. Yeah. And so they wanted to turn it. So I got, I mean, oh, it was probably $4,000 off of retail. It's, it's like my Silverado. I got it for half a sticker because it was two years old. It had uh, vinyl uh, floorboards in it. And ever who ordered it, it didn't have the clicker to unlock the doors. It had roll-up handle windows. Wow! And I told him, I told him after we'd you know made a deal and we'd trade money and all that, I said I'd pay the extra for the roll-up windows. I don't like these electric windows. It's but, something else to go out. Yeah. On. Oh yeah, that's my thinking. And then you have to take it to the dealer to get it fixed. True. And how much is a new motor for your window? Uh, new tracks on, on one of my grandsons is like two hundred and fifty dollars, I think. Yeah. And, and if you if you can't afford a car to make full circle and completely close out the show, you, <laughs> you might be able to get a balloon from China. So. <laughs> I'm Howard Rogers. I'm Richard Moore. We'll see you next Thursday. If you can't remember our number, just remember we may have yours. Wow. <laughs> y'all stay safe tonight, y'all. Uh, weather update. So still under a tornado watch. I'll go ahead and cut y'all's mics off so y'all can continue your conversation. Um, tornado watch until 7 o'clock tonight. There are some tornado activities taking place back in Mississippi. It's just now crossing over into Alabama. They have backed our timeline up a little bit between, I would guess, now and 7 o'clock, although the, the way things are moving, I would think, between now and 8 o'clock. 
I guess we'll see how that transpires. Y'all stay tuned. Sandy is up next with Path Changers Habits of Health. Uh, her show will be up after the news. So we'll be back with that here in just a few minutes. Y'all stay tuned. Coleman's Live 95.5. We've spent a lot of time on this. The investigation is finally over. We uncovered several leads, and we have finally found it. We have found what every small business in Coleman has been looking for. Fiber optic quality internet is here.